Welcome to the Rise Up For You, Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and I'm your host and the vice president here at Rise Up For You. Today's conversation is going to give you some insight into having more fun, attracting more clients. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a leader, we all want to have more influence and more impact. Before we bring on our awesome guest today, let's go ahead and dive in. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Well, welcome to the show. Here at Rise Up For You, we want to make sure that you get your free success kit. So be sure to go to our website at riseupforyou.com slash success kit and download for free to increase your confidence, leadership, and public speaking skills today. Well, our guest, Paul McManus, is close by to me, to myself in Southern California. He's in San Diego, California. And he's the founder of More Clients, More Fun, LLC. I love the name of that. And he's also the founder of MCMF, More Clients, More Fun, publishing the creator of the Million Dollar Producer LinkedIn program and host of the Million Dollar Producer show podcast. LinkedIn is also our favorite social media platform. You know, he's worked closely with over 500 financial advisors, CPAs, life insurance producers, and business advisors since 2015. He's the author of The Million Dollar Producer. I'm seeing a theme here. I think you're going to be leveling up to million dollar status if you're listening and beyond. He wrote the book, Million Dollar Producer, The Secret Playbook for Financial Professionals to Land High Value Clients via LinkedIn. Now you can see how his brand is so aligned with our brand. He lives in San Diego, California, as I mentioned, with his wife and their two Boston Terriers, Moo and Potato Chips. All right, Paul, I can tell you like to have fun. Well, welcome to the show. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. So, Talk with me, you know, now you're an author, you're an authority, you know, on marketing, you support people really around the globe. Was it always like this? Were you always in this space? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, No. (laughs) I've I've always been in this space. Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, let's see. So I've been in this space for, since 2015. Um, Before that, I was the CEO of a small family business that was very local in nature and it did things such as office products and office furniture, completely different. Um, but since 2015, I've been in the online space in a number of different ways, coach, consultant, marketing specialist, um, marketing agency owner. But the through line has been is that since 2015, I've always made LinkedIn the core strategy that I help my clients tap into to land what I call high value clients. When I started, it was I worked more with coaches and consultants. Um, mm-hmm. And then since 2016, I primarily work with financial advisors, life insurance agents, and CPAs that are engaged in advanced tax planning. Um, but what's been consistent throughout the past, I guess, seven or eight years now um, is that it's always been focused on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has changed, it's evolved over that time, as I'm sure you're probably aware of, um, you know, new opportunities, new restrictions. Um, that 
I think one of the interesting things is that in in 2020, when the coronavirus hit um, and we were all forced to stay at home, um, a lot of people, especially financial professionals, really um, jumped into LinkedIn um, at that time, which was actually, you know, strangely really good for me and my business. I mean, my, my, <laughs> my, uh, my business has been the best it's been the past three years. But at the same time, what it's done is that it created a lot of, um, I don't want to say competition, but it's created a lot of noise and a lot more people going after the same prospects within this one channel. Um, and of course, when there's change or disruption, you know, it's always an opportunity to, you know, there's always winners and losers, right? So I think there's a Chinese character that, um, you know, challenge an opportunity or something like that. Um, and so what I've done is I've constantly evolved. And so since um, really then, um, I've broadened my services and what I offer. And so now I have my own small boutique publishing company. Um, and before I take on any new clients and help them get more clients themselves through LinkedIn, the starting point has become helping them first write, publish, write and publish their own short book. Um, so I'm a big believer in what's known as authority marketing. Um, I think a book, having your own book, being seen as an author is a game changer for most people. It's always interesting why, you know, ask people the question. So, you know, why have you not become an author um, before, you know, common concerns and reasons are, well, you know, imposter syndrome is a good one, you know, a belief that they don't have much, you know, enough time guidance. And we can get into more detail, all those different things. But what I find is that through the process of writing and publishing a book, which we can help them do within about six weeks, that it completely changes their confidence. Um, it changes the way that others perceive them. So it elevates their status. And I think the I think the most important way to think of it is that they go from being perceived as quote a salesperson to being seen as a more of an educator teacher, and it really helps facilitate what what, what as you know is called inbound marketing. And so you can much more easily magnetically attract your ideal clients to you. And when they show up, you know you're not in sales mode because ideally they've already read your book, they know enough about you, they're interested. Um, and then you can really have a high level conversation, you know, is this a good fit? Can I help you? Things of that nature. And the beauty of all of that is that, uh, um, I mean, like in my experience and a lot of clients I work with is once it gets to the point of a sales conversation, you know, typically they quote unquote close at around 80% because all of that legwork has been done prior to ever um, speaking in many cases. That was a that was a mouthful. So feel free to. <laughs> I love it. It's so interesting, Paul. All the, all the things that you said. A lot of what we teach our clients in terms of getting out there and getting exposure is how can you add value. So how can you? Where can you speak on different platforms and then have footage of that on your LinkedIn? Where can you do short little videos on your LinkedIn? Repurpose it on your Instagram, etc. Where can you get out there and be seen and so much of what you said, we don't usually talk about the book angle, but I really know for us as a company, having a book was definitely a game changer. Right. I was speaking this morning live, not virtually at a conference. And, you know, we had our company book there and we sold out. Like I should have brought more. There's because of that authority, yeah. you're, 
well, what's in the book? Well, it's our company story and it talks about our founder and their strategies and their, oh, well, I, I, I need a book. Yeah. And then exactly like you said, then it, it bridges that gap where you, now you're not really a cold relationship. Now they want to see you. They want to talk to you. Yep. They don't want to know what's happening for you. And, and, and to that point, so I agree with everything you said. And to that point, what I find is that in my experience, you know, the, the clients I work with, they sell what I call high trust purchases, which, you know, as a coaching organization, you can relate to. You're not selling a widget, a pen or a pencil. You're selling a concept. You're selling something intangible. And oftentimes there's, you know, a decent investment for that. Um, and so these are what I call high trust purchases. And in my experience of working with about 500 um, professionals, mostly financial professionals over the past eight years, what I found is that <clears throat> the three things that work consistently and most effectively are speaking, as you mentioned, right? How do you get, whether it's in person or virtually or online like we're doing now, right. um, speaking, you know, has always been, you know, effective for this. And I think it'll continue to be effective. Yeah. Um, secondly is referrals, nothing new there. Um, you know, referrals are the lifeblood of many businesses. Um, you don't necessarily want to rely strictly on referrals, but they're still a lifeblood of most businesses. But the third thing that I think a lot of people, um, you know, the third ingredient to that triad that I would add is authorship. Um, and the reason for that is the reasons that we talked about in terms of that credibility, authority, and whatnot. But the other thing is, is that when you synergistically mix these three things together, you have, you know, you can describe it as a snowball effect or, you know, another way to say that is, you know, the one plus one equals three suddenly, right? So, you know, speaking by itself is very effective. Speaking and having a book, as you described, is not, is is significantly more effective. So, you know, it's how do you smartly get a return on your investment? You know, you, you know, oftentimes you spend money, time, energy on creating these somewhat, you know, for, for many people, limited opportunities to speak in front of an audience, you know, how do you double the return on investment? How do you ensure your success um, so that you maximize the opportunity? And the great thing about a book, and I have an example here of my latest book, The Short Book Formula, um, is that it's something that is, it immediately establishes that credibility, but it's also something that the people that are most interested in your services gravitate towards because they really are interested. They do want to know more. Um, the people that might um, not be quite ready, but are, you know, it's on their, it's, you know, it's tangent or it's, um, it's, it's in their, um, their, radar, their, their peripheral their, vision. Yeah. Peripheral vision, their radar. It's something yeah. that's a physical thing that they can take, come back home with. And the cool thing about a book, especially a physical one, is that people don't throw them away, right? You know, you, you, you hand out a brochure, guess what? It's going in the trash. You give them a book, and I would say 99% of the cases, you know, whether or not they read it immediately, it's going to go on the bookshelf. It's going to be there. And so when that problem or that situation or the circumstances in their life um, gets to the point where they need that solution that they heard you talking about, it's right there. And so that's why when you marry things such as speaking with a book, um, it's significantly more impactful than just doing one alone. Yeah, I love that. The other thing the book gives you that I didn't think about before is that it gives you an opportunity to be human hmm. versus pitching yourself. Yeah, because uh -huh. whether or not you're listening and you're a coach, you're in the health space, the money space, the leadership space, you're, or you're an executive, everybody has a story. And a lot of times that I see with our clients is, you know, I'll go on their LinkedIn, since we are talking about LinkedIn, our favorite platform, yeah. you know, and there's no headshot. 
there's like a picture of their widget that they sell. And I'll say, well, Catherine, for example, where's your headshot? Well, it's not really about me. Yes, but it is. I want to get to know you. I want to like, know, and trust you, Paul. I want to see what you look like. It doesn't even matter what you look like, but I want to see the uniqueness of you. I want to see your experience. And and that's because I'm going to like you and I'm going to want to do business with you. And people, it comes down to confidence (laughs) and feeling like an imposter and thinking, well, I just, I, I'm not sure that I'm really, you know, I don't have 12 degrees. And so I don't really want it to be about me. I want it to be about my widget when nobody cares about your 12 degrees, unless you're a surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I I mean, and you mentioned that, or either now or earlier, you mentioned the idea of imposter syndrome. And I remember back to one of my very first clients that I worked with, um, and I actually did a podcast with her, but she was internationally known as the penguin lady. So she was like one of four people in the entire world who knew, you know, who when, you know, problems arose somewhere because of climate change or whatever, and pig- penguins were involved, they called her, you know, the UN or whatever it was, they called her. And when I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, but I don't know if I have the expertise or if I'm, you know, I'm a little bit shy or hesitant to put that out there. And it's like, ah, you know, so, so. You know, what I tell people when they think about writing a book, because that's one of the first questions that they have or objections is, you know, it's like, ah, you know, do I know enough? And the answer, you know, in my experience of talking to people um, and seeing if they're a good fit for our services, I would say easily nine nine times out of 10, they are, they just need a guide and someone to help them extract and to help them see that vision and articulate it. And through the process of writing, which we typically do in about six weeks together collaboratively, what's to me most exciting about helping them write a book is you see that identity shift. Hmm. You see them going from, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. It's been on my bucket list. Never knew that I could get it to suddenly six weeks later, I'm a published author. You know, they've talked to their friends and maybe they've told their clients and whatnot about what they're doing. You know, and, and and they start seeing that status shift. Oh wow, you know, you, you must be important. You're writing a book. <laughs> but imposter syndrome is a real thing. I you know, it, it, yeah. it's it's just I don't want to say just get over it because it's real, but it's I think that's where you really need um it's hard to do by yourself, but when you have someone you're working with um that you trust to, you know, to guide you through a process, um, you can get past imposter syndrome and if anything, you can turn it from a weak, from a weakness into a strength where now you're like, yeah, I guess I am kind of, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. I, I love all that you shared and that angle too. So let's say that now they are a published author and they can talk about that. I also love what you said, right? A business card, probably going to toss. You, I, I really, I'm not going to throw away a book. Like I might give it away, which also is good. Just like having like a branded pen, you know, has at least 10 people that are going to hold it. I'm not going to, I would never, yeah. Why would I throw away a book? That's so strange and wasteful. That's such a great point. So then what would you say if people are listening? Because we have so many things we like to recommend to our clients about LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What what are some of, I don't even know, we don't have time for your top 20. So how about your top three <laughs> mistakes you see people make with LinkedIn? Um, uh, I'll, sure, great question. I'll um, Let me attack it from two angles. So, um, you know, or a couple angles maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, first you just need to think about, okay, what is LinkedIn and why it's useful, right? Um, and so LinkedIn is useful as a social media site for business owners and professionals that are looking to 
grow their company, get new clients, et cetera, um, as opposed to the more career-oriented people. You know, so I'm, I'm talking strictly towards the people are looking to use it as a tool to get more clients or grow their business. Um, so why is it? You know, why why is it a good platform? And it's a good platform because it's the best database in the world. You know, you know, uh, professionals across the country or across the world, really, um, you know, freely upload and update their information in real time. Um, I like to, I, I joke that, you know, when someone changes their job, the first thing they do is they update their LinkedIn. And the second thing they do is they might tell their spouse, hey, honey, I've uh, decided to quit my job um, or <laughs> change my job. And so, but because of that, you know, it's just the modern day phone book, you know, back in the day, you know, there was the yellow pages, there was the phone book. Today we have LinkedIn that's highly accurate, probably more accurate than most people's CRMs are. But once you have some clarity about, okay, you know, you have to have focus, right? Um, you know, who is it that I want to, um, you know, market to, because there's too many people on LinkedIn, but if you say, okay, in, like in my case, I, you know, I, I target um, financial advisors, um, life insurance producers, um, some, you know, CPAs as well, then it becomes, okay, you know, I have so many people in the United States who I could target, which is just a significant number without a tool like LinkedIn, how the heck would I get in front of them without you know, spending a lot of money and a lot of energy and whatnot. So that's the first thing, just recognizing what it's for. Um, the second thing is people then get too excited and they say, okay, well, now I need to, you know, tell them what I do and pitch them immediately and say, let's get on a phone call because I know you're excited. You're just as excited as I am about how I can help you, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one likes to be sold to, but people are there for professional reasons. They are curious. And if you do your targeting and you have a, a, a value proposition, I guess, that um, strikes a chord with the right people, now you can get in front of them and you can start magnetically attracting them. So how do you do that? I mean, historically, um, Regardless of your approach, LinkedIn direct messaging has always been the most effective way to consistently get in front of people. But it's just, you know, I think where there's maybe divergence and different people have different ways about doing it is that if you immediately, you know, say, hey, let's get on a call so I can, you know, network, which is oftentimes a bait and switch. Really, you want to sell them something. People see through that. So it's ineffective. But if you can say something to the effect, hey, I, I just published my new book. You know, and for example, I have a client that I'm working with, Michael, his name is Michael. Um, he works with nurses and he does it throughout the country. And guess what? His new book is what's called The Prosperous Nurse, Your Roadmap to Health, Wealth and Happiness. Now, when he, he has access to these nurses and when he, when he shows up, even through direct messaging to a complete stranger, the pitch or the call to action is not like, hey, let's jump on a call. It's like, hey, my name is Michael. Nice to meet you. I just published my new book, The Prosperous Nurse. And the title basically has the value proposition embedded in it, if done well. Can I send you a complimentary copy, right? Now, you're going to get a significant number of people who are going to say yes. They're self-identifying as interested. Um, and now, you know, there's you can send them potentially a physical copy. You can send them an e-copy. But in that process, you're they're not only... Um, raising their hands, but you know, likely you have a landing page or some form of opt-in page where now you have the ability to not only offer value in advance, but you can have, keep in touch over time so that by, you know, whether some people immediately respond, say, can I talk to you? I've always wanted this. 
um, but most people won't. But if you do it right and you follow up and you nurture that correctly, suddenly they've read the book, they call you, they schedule with you, you have no idea who they are. I mean, you've never, I mean, you know, you have some automation going in the background, maybe a virtual assistant doing this for you. Suddenly they're in your calendar, like, oh, I love your book. And I, I read this and, you know, I'm so inspired by that. And, you know, can you tell me more about, you know, am I a good fit? You know, I mean, that's the dynamic that you want. And that can be created, um, I think, for any, um, I mean, really it could be created for, for any person. I, I happen to specialize in people that, do what I would describe as high trust purchases. And so primarily financial services and the like. That is great. I love that because then you're, you are adding value and adding value. you know, our niche is not helping people write books. So you should go to Paul for that. But we do really talk with our business clients about how can you add value, whether it's speaking, which we talked about, but also in an opt-in, also in a video that they can download for free or in a workbook, or how can you give free information? And, you know, I know um, Netta, our CEO, was asked, but Netta, I mean, how much is too much that's free? And she was told, you know, she always says, you know what, most people won't implement the free advice, no matter oh, how many people Very rarely. But the Today, it's, a, it's the rare individual because the advice and the resources are too abundant. Yes. So really, you give it freely. And then people do need usually accountability, a coach, a somebody to help them. Most people do. And if you're a rare person that can take all the free information and run with it, that's awesome. More power to you. But either way, you're adding value and people remember you. And that starts to build your brand, your intentional brand. Well, I mean, we could talk, we need about four more episodes, Paul. So we're going to have to do like a part three, a part four. <laughs> so good. So Paul, if people want to get more clients and have more fun, how in the world do they work with you? Yeah. So, so I only work with people who have a desire to have more clients and have more fun. Only more clients is not a good fit. Um, but more clients and more fun is a good fit in most cases. And so um, the, the brand that I built and the website you can go to is simply moreclientsmorefun.com. Um, there you'll see a couple different resources, including access to my book, um, a few other resources, um, as well as if you're like, hey, I need to hire this guy right away, my calendar link's there as well. Uh, so good. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today, Paul. We really enjoyed having you. And definitely check them out, More Clients, More Fun. All right. Thanks. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So great. Everything from getting more clients, having more fun, building your LinkedIn, intentionally adding value to the, your target market. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Make sure that you get your free Rise Up For You coaching call by texting Rise Podcast to 949-416-0671 or go to our website at riseupforyou.com slash success kit.